Hey, Jeremy. What? What's up, Michael? Jeremy, you see that? See that podcast up on that windowsill? Oh my god, it looks delicious. Oh, you, I can smell it from here. Oh. Dude, let's take it. You think we can take that podcast? If it wouldn't be sitting on a windowsill if they didn't want somebody yeah, to take would, it and enjoy would, it. Why would they put it outside like that? Unacceptable. All right, ready? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> Michael and Jeremy steal your podcast. It's ours now, and it's going to taste scrumptious. Mm. Sweet. We have a treat today. So, mysteries. Ooh. Mysteries. Mysteries. Well, what's going on? What is this with mystery? These, with these mysteries. There's so many of them. So, I have curated uh, a few stories that I think everyone will find rather intriguing. Okay. And these are not stories that necessarily are brand new. People have probably heard them, but they haven't heard our take on them. You just found these? Yes. On the, on the interweb? Yes, I have. And I, I think that mystery stories are, are very, very compelling content. And people do them really, really well. But I think that they don't get the full picture exactly of what's going on in some of these mysteries. And I think that's where we come in, break it down... And find the truth. Just get into the nitty gritty. Just get into it. Um, do you want to go into one right now? Yeah. Let's dive deep into these nooks and crannies, dude. All right. So, have you ever heard of the Dyatlov Pass incident? Dyatlov. <clears throat> that sounds Russian. Yeah, it is quite Russian. Dyatlov. Dyatlov. Dyatlov Pass incident is the death of the Dyatlov group. Scottish. The group. It was an event in which nine Soviet trackers died in the northern Ural Mountains between one and the, the one between what? one and the second of February, <laughs> just... in 1959. <laughs> you know Arnold Schwarzenegger's dad was a Nazi. Oh, was he really? <laughs> I don't know. That's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, there's these group of hikers, right? And they are students. And they're going in for, the, like, their level three hiking license in Russia. So... Uh, you know what? I think I do know this story. Yeah, continue. So I they're, led, they're led by Igor Dyatlov. And so what they did was they established a camp on the eastern slopes of Kyoletsyaki in the Russian SFSR uh, of the Soviet Union. Uh, but then overnight, something caused them to cut their way out of their tent from the inside, and then they were all found dead in mysterious ways. Didn't they? This is the one 
<clears throat> they found they found one of the uh, people had their tongue cut out. There was somebody with their tongue cut off. I know uh, this. There story. was somebody with their eyebrows that were missing. There was somebody with with burns on their hands. In a some sort of Siberian. They're just walking through the cold, they're the right? Ones, yeah, they're, they're all like in their pajamas. Like some of them don't have shoes or one shoe, and 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 all these crazy things. Um, yeah, uh, one of them had their their eyes were gone. Um, a, a lot of them had like blunt trauma to like their head or oh, their they were chest. Just, just out there getting too high. <laughs> what blunt, blunt high trauma? Blunt trauma. Oh, <laughs> chronic trauma. <laughs> stupid. So stupid. <laughs> that chronic blunt trauma. Oh, bro, the blunt trauma. So there's all these theories, uh, you know, uh, the uh, hypothermia. Uh, in in reality, people are like, this is probably an avalanche, like a slab avalanche. Cut somebody's tongue out? So basically, so, some dude breaks it down Um which was, I'm trying to find out how recently this person was trying to. Why would you have to cut yourself out of a tent? All right. So basically the theory is that they hear the oncoming avalanche or a portion of the front of their tent is already encapsulated in snow. So instead of trying to unzip the tent, they just quickly cut their way out. Being experienced hikers, they're like, we need to get into the uh, forest where the avalanche is going to be slowed by trees. So they split into several different parties. Uh, This is all theoretical. So they they, they leave whatever they're wearing. They leave the tent, break out, uh, three different groups, and a lot of the snow, the avalanche hits some of their bodies, which causes all this blunt force trauma to them. That's how they get all these injuries. And then, like, the, the, <laughs> could you imagine getting beat up by snow? And then they see, like, you know, the missing <laughs> eyebrows and tongues are just like they're already dead, and then they get scavenged from you know animals come in just like nibble on their tongue. Wait, okay, so there's an animal that comes out and nibbles on eyebrows. That's right. The, it's, eye, the it's eyebrow cat- nibbler. The eyebrow caterpillar. <laughs> it, it, it eats your eyebrow and then takes its place. <laughs> it takes its place on your face. It reminds me of John dies <laughs> at the end. <laughs> it's just one big caterpillar unibrow where, you, with, where your eyebrows used to be. Um. <laughs> And then they say that one of them uh, uh, had attempted to probably build a fire at that point, and that's how he burned his hands. And, um, yeah. But I think, in all honesty, we're missing the bigger picture here. Yeah, it and sounds this, like there's a... Oh! What, this is a this, mystery, this for is sure. The, the, the thing that I, that I honestly thought was the most unexplainable thing, one of them, their clothes had a small... Uh, Come stain. The, <laughs> the clothes had a small cum stain. <laughs> Big clue. No, it was uh, it, was, it was radioactive. It was mildly radioactive. The dude's clothes. Oh, dude, it's KGB. But I think we're missing the bigger picture here, and this is obviously a predator attack. The predator. The predator. The the. <laughs> yep. You you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's my predator noise. <laughs> that was my predator impression. So you think a predator landed in Russia and attacked a bunch of hikers? Yeah, and for sport, murdered them one by one. Yeah, but they only go after threats. Predators only go after What if this was like an predators. initiate predator? This well, is his first one. Uh, we saw that in Prey, and he was killed by a Comanche woman in Prey. That was your Yeah, basically predator. a Russian. 
<laughs> Comanche women are basically... dude. I would be terrified to go up against a bunch of Russians. A, a, a Comanche, a Comanche warrior woman is equal to a Siberian hiker. Six Russians. <laughs> Six Russians. Six Russian hikers. Yes. So you know they probably sent out the one predator, and uh, I, I honestly think that that's well, what we're dealing with I here. Gotta, I got to be honest. Like the way I'm thinking, I'm hearing this. Predators about... have flamethrowers. They love trophies. <laughs> so this motherfucker's got a necklace filled with eyebrows think, and tongues. You think they're okay? All right. I well, how did he keep the eyebrow intact? Do you like shave the skin? Yeah, you can. Uh, right. What, he puts them on it's his. It's like face. scalping, except for your eyebrows. <laughs> He's like Buffalo Bill. And he puts the eyebrows on after he cuts them off. <laughs> like like Dwight puts the 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 dummy dummy face over his own. Yeah. He puts the eyebrows on and it just screams into the sky. <laughs> well, all right. So the most interesting thing to me is ooh, yep. I'm sorry. You're saying that they have this theory that it was an avalanche. Yes. Did they find everything covered in snow in well, an avalanche? A, well, that's the thing. It's it's snow. So when they eventually found them, the snow probably melted a bit revealing this like this terrible scene i don't know if i buy that that's why i think it's a predator (laughs) also fun fact did you guys know that the voice actor that did the predator voice is mario the guy same guy who does the voice The guy that does mario the n64 to future mario from nintendo the, it's a me, Mario. Is the is the predator? Predator. Yes, from, from he in, uh, he invented the the clicky. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. So, in like his story, when he's like, "Oh, so I came in," and they're like, "You're a weird alien." He's like, "Uh, can you show me a picture of it?" And so they showed him a picture of it, and then he just started clicking. And they're like, "Yep, <laughs> that's it." And then, that's the same thing how he got the Mario job. They're like, "You're an Italian plumber." What's my name? Mario. It's a me, Mario. You're hired. He's just the easiest <laughs> gigs ever. Right? <laughs> just falls into his lap. He's like, so, trust me, guys, this career is going to work out. Um, There's really nothing else in this story that makes me think that it's not a predator. You know? The it's missing like, eyeballs. You want to you think like animal attack, right? But what, then why would they use a knife so, to cut out of a tent when they have a zipper? Okay, so here is like a basic uh, breakdown. Six of the group members died of hypothermia and three of fatal injuries. There were no indications of other other people nearby on Kolat Siaki apart from the nine travelers. The tent had been ripped open from within. The victims died six to eight hours after their last meal. Traces from the camp show that all group members left the campsite on their own accord on foot. Some levels of radiation were found on one victim's clothing. To dispel the theory of an attack by indigenous Manzi people... Oh, oh, this is a name. <laughs> Vazrozideni, Vazrozideni stated that the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by human beings because of the force of the blows had been too strong and no soft tissue had been damaged. Released documents contained no information about the condition of the skier's internal organs, and there were no survivors. How does an avalanche cut your tongue off? Well, that's what they're saying. The, the guy's like, well, he got killed by an avalanche, and then, like, a, a animal came by and ate the tongue. And I'm just like, nah, I don't buy that. Why would he eat the tongue? There's Because obviously the person died like this. <laughs> just with its tongue. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, 
So, in February of 2019, Russian authorities reopened the investigation into the incident, although only three possible explanations were being considered, an avalanche, a slab avalanche, or a hurricane. There's been a lot of hurricanes in Florida, and I don't think that I've ever heard of one cutting a tongue out. <sighs> I don't know. It's, it, I mean, it's just a matter of time before we start to see real sharknadoes. <laughs> and, then, and then we're going to see a lot of lost tongues. Yeah, I don't think we got to worry about that here, dude. Uh, they'll definitely kill those sharks. They'll get those sharks. Just like they get the gators. The 12-year-old Yuri Konsevich, who later became the head of the Yekaterinburg-based Dyatlov Foundation, attended five of the that's, hikers' that's funerals. That's what I'm trying to say, dude. The Jews run all these things. <laughs> <laughs> he recalled that their skin had a deep brown tan. So they, you know, after they die, they're like, we got to get these in the tanning booth. They look terrible. <laughs> Their mothers cannot see them this, this way. They are so pale. Uh, <laughs> this is Russia. Everyone's pale. But, you know, they need to look good. This is a funeral. <laughs> All right. So there's well, like. Hats off to those hikers, dude. Yeah. So that's, I mean. Rest, rest I, in peace. That's debunked. It Predator, right? I mean, all day long, Predator. They got they got caught in some kind of epic versus alien. Yeah. Or uh, Predator versus alien. Yeah. Cracked skulls, situation. missing eyes, no tongues. <laughs> There's just a predator running around with a tongue and eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so moving away from a bunch of predator-murdered hikers, we'll get into another extremely famous mystery. And this one actually has a, a recent update to it as of uh, July of this year. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, how, this, how old is this? Uh, this was a, this is a seventy year old mystery. So uh, the mystery took place uh, the morning of December first of nineteen forty eight, and it is a mystery of a man found dead on a beach in Australia, and everyone on the internet knows him as the Summerton Man. The Summerton Man. Ooh, and there's a creepy <laughs> photo of the dead guy, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, in a suit and tie. All right, so the story of this dude is on the morning of December 1st, 1948, dead body was found in the sand on Somerton Park Beach with an unlit cigarette tucked in the collar of his coat. And that's a great place to keep a cigarette when you're, you know... <clears throat> Saving it for later. Yeah, it's like you're, it's your lucky, <laughs> you know. Uh, he's dressed in a suit and tie. He looked to be whether in his uh, 40s or 50s, but he had he had no wallet or identification uh, to point towards who he could be. In his pockets were more cigarettes, chewing gum, a comb, a bus ticket, an unused train ticket, which are all super normal things for a guy to be uh, carrying. Uh, what was more mysterious was that he had a scrap of paper in his pocket with the words, Tamam, Tamam, should which are Farsi words, meaning it's finished. Ooh. It's finished. The job. It's finished. The, the job. job is finished. Job's, you're good, Mr. Summerton guy. <laughs> uh, along with a coded note that to this day, nobody has been able to decipher, which I have my own uh, theories on the note. Uh, so these strange coded notes, along with the labels, had been cut off of his clothes, fueled speculation that he was some sort of a spy. Okay. A spy. A spy. An Australian spy? Uh, a, a spy in Australia. A spy in Australia. Yeah. Um, plastic surgeon tells doing this every month can snap back sagging skin. No creams needed. 
<laughs> You're just reading from the website. <laughs> uh, according to the Australian Broadcasting Company, the breakthrough came after analyzing the mysterious man's DNA through some hairs that were preserved in a plaster model made of the man's face. And something that a lot of people uh, are finding out is DNA is solving a lot of cold cases. We did that with the Golden State Killer. You know, Patton Oswalt's wife uh, uh, wrote was, the book. Yeah, wrote yeah. the book mm-hmm. um, uh, based on the fact that DNA evidence wasn't that a cop? Yeah, he yeah, was a he, cop. Was a, he was a yeah. cop. Yeah, uh, yeah, a uh, shitty cop, serial killer cop. <laughs> so, within the last two months, July of this year, DNA evidence has actually taken the number of potential individuals from four thousand to one. So we may know who this guy finally is. Jimmy Hoffa. So working with cold case forensics expert Colleen Fitzpatrick, Abbott, who is the person who is kind of leading these DNA tests, was able to narrow down the list of possible suspects from 4,000 to just one. Professor (laughs) Abbott believes that the mystery man was Carl Webb, a 43-year-old Australian engineer. So the investigation had the help of Webb's living relatives in confirming suspicions on the man's identity, and Abbott believes he also knows why Webb was found where he was all those years ago. He explained the evidence suggests Webb had separated from his wife, Dorothy Robertson, indicating that he might have been in Adelaide to track her down. In a statement, South Australia police said that they were not able to confirm whether the mystery man's identity had finally been discovered, but suggested that they were hopeful. A spokesperson said South Australia police are still actively investigating the Summerton man coronial matter. Okay, so we are heartened on the recent development in that case and are cautiously optimistic that this may provide a breakthrough. We look forward to the outcome of further DNA work to confirm the identification, which will ultimately be determined by the coroner. So the police uh, have exhumed the mystery man's body to conduct new DNA tests, and this very well, may, this very well may be the end of the mystery of the summer. It might be Carl Webb. It's Carl Webb. It's the Carl Aus- Webb, the Australian spy with wife problems. <laughs> it's the it was a note that she slipped him. It's finished. It's finished. <laughs> Why did she write it in Farsi? She. <laughs> Knows I hate Farsi. She learned Farsi from the new Farsi guy that she was banging. (laughs) Just a knife in the back on top of everything. Just kick him while he's down. At least he died with his eyebrows. Well, he did. He did have his eyebrows and uh, his mysterious uh, hidden cigarette. I always thought that was funny. It's like, and then he had a cigarette in his coat collar. Okay. Cool. It's a tracking cigarette. It's a tracking device. It was probably just as lucky. His easily grabbable cigarette. <laughs> how, did, how did I forget this in here? <laughs> you know, sometimes you just don't want to reach in your pocket and fumble through, you know, the pack of cigarettes. You just want to grab it real quick out of your collar and put it... In, you know what? He's, his wife left him. He wants to look cool for ladies. What's cooler than just slipping a cigarette out of your collar and lighting it? You know what happened was that he pulled that cigarette out of the pack and he went to smoke it. And he saw his reflection in the water and he goes, no, that's it. I'm done smoking. So he pulled out a little piece of paper and he wrote, it's finished. And the, I'm the, done. And he was going to hold on to that cigarette forever <laughs> to remember the time. It smells like her. He's like, you know what? I'm going to get over this. I'm going to change my life around. I'm done smoking. And you know the mysterious note that no one's been able to, dis- this coded note? He probably was like, well, she's writing in Farsi. I'm going to get drunk one night and try and write my own thing in Farsi. 
Think I don't know Farsi? Think I don't know Farsi? I'll write Farsi right now. I'm fam of fam. Farsi fucker? I'll fucking I'll learn Farsi right now. Chining tenum. <laughs> what are Farsi people? Who are Farsi? I actually don't know. Let's look up. Farsi. I feel very ignorant about this right they, now. They're not the Aborigine people, right? Farsi. Farsi. It's a here it is. It's a Persian language. It's a Persian language. Yeah, it's a Western Iranian language. Western Iranian. Yeah, he's like, you left me for this fucking Iranian. <laughs> <laughs> what? Could, and this, you're talking about in '48. I mean, what? What special intelligence did they have? Well, I mean, that's just after Iran. World War II. You know, spies didn't have a lot to do at that point, so they were just like, "You're free." Do what you want. And he's like, well, I'm a spy. My wife left me. I'm going to go find her in Adelaide. <laughs> Australian, Australian spy. You think he looked up to Timothy Dalton? <laughs> Crikey, Christina. With a goddamn Farsi. <laughs> Back to the Scottish thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it now, Christina. You're taking on a Farsi husband. God damn it. God Tiffany. damn it. <laughs> Aubrey, how could you do this? Crikey! Crikey, Christina! <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, it's finished! <laughs> this is unacceptable! <laughs> I'm gonna write you a love letter <laughs> in any, Farsi! Anytime we can't do an accent, it just, it's just, it just turns Scottish. Scottish. Which we can barely do also. Right. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> So well, that's that's the Summerton poor, man. Poor guy. So we've solved him. two. We've solved two <laughs> so solve far. <laughs> They're solved. I don't know. If we Not only them. are we discussing I'm these mysteries, we're actively solving them. I feel like we're just tap dancing around them. We're putting them to bed. <laughs> that's it. Carl Webb. You heard it first. Carl Webb, <laughs> the boring, Webb. wifeless man. All right. Um, what do I want to go into now? I think probably, yeah. We're going to go into, and I was talking to you about this a little bit earlier. So there's there's something here in America, in Georgia, called the Georgia Guidestones. The the Georgia Guidestones, they're like uh, big monuments with uh, writing on them. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's basically America's weird version of Stonehenge, people call it. It's a granite monument. It's in Elbert County, Georgia. It was built in 1980, 19 feet, 3 inches tall, and it's made up of six granite slabs weighing a total of 2,000, no, I'm sorry, weighing a total of 237,746 pounds, or 107,840 kilograms. They're they're essentially just giant marble. That's a lot of kilograms! (laughs) We better get out of this avalanche before we're kilograms! (laughs) I'm gonna nail some eyebrows onto it! So they're giant, they're giant stones with like, uh, they unlock the mysteries of civilization. Uh, it's right? it's it's got some 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 pretty wild stuff on it. So the structure was sometimes referred to as American Stonehenge. Monuments creators believed that there was going to be an upcoming social, nuclear, or economic calamity in 1980. Makes sense. Just cocaine. <laughs> the 80s are going to be wild, guys. <laughs> we need epidemic. to get ready. It's the crack epidemic. It's going to just tear everything. I up. hear, I hear the Star Wars things getting pretty out of hand. 
We need to be ready. <laughs> all the musicians, are, all the guys are dressing as ladies. It's <laughs> we, unacceptable. <laughs> People are playing video games. <laughs> all right. So these giant, giant slabs. <clears throat> right. Um, so basically the, the whole point is there's a monument to serve as a guide for humanity in a world after something like that happens. Um, it garnered controversy early on, but it ultimately became the subject of conspiracy theories and controversy. Uh, it's also said to be connected with Satanism, which I really didn't understand because I, I haven't seen anything Satan other than the fact that like one of the things that it talks about is like controlling the population to 500 million. <laughs> like, I, can't, I don't see anything like there's, that. <laughs> a human population needs to be 500 million. I don't care how you do it. <laughs> Just make it happen. Um, well, I guess at that point they believed that something was going to happen and people would get wiped out and then there would be like a smaller number of people to repopulate humanity. And, you, I mean, you think about it now, we got over 8 billion people on the planet. When I was in elementary school, there were 6 billion people on the planet. Right. You know, it hadn't even gotten to 7 billion people and that was in the... Or the, or the late 90s, early aughts. You know, 6 billion people. And now we're at over 8. Although science is uh, basically saying that there's going to be a cap off at 12. Like, just humanity as a whole is going to be more careful with population. Like, we're already seeing declines in families having multiple children. Even though I know a lot of people that got like 6 kids. Granted, probably from multiple marriages. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are having a lot of kids. Especially the super wealthy just having tons and tons and tons of kids. I could see the benefit of having like 12 kids. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of people to do stuff for you. Well, you can build an empire with 12 kids. I mean, we're not at the point now where people are like dying of scurvy or <laughs> chicken pox, you know. Yeah, they're dying of avalanches and having their eyebrows <laughs> eaten off. Dying from predator attacks. <laughs> it just happened one time. One 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 incident. It's like, well, from the elaborate traps we found whittled out of wood, we believe that it was a predator attack. All right, so the biggest thing that people talk about is, like, who made this thing, right? You want to find out who built this weird, crazy manifesto in the middle of the desert. In Well, well, I don't, even, I don't, I don't know if it's in the desert. It's in Georgia. Is there a desert in Georgia? There could be. I don't think there's a desert in Georgia. Well... It's well. They built it in Georgia. Let's just. This <laughs> is right outside Atlanta. All right. So, we do know that in June of '79, a man using the pseudonym Robert C. Christian, he approached Elberton Granite Finishing Company to build this thing, and he was like, "Hey, man, me and my friends, we got a message we want to do. We're gonna give you some money." So I'm and, gonna. I want to chisel my manifesto into stone. And the granite companies, how big you want it? How big you need it? Where do you need it? <laughs> I've often believed there should be less than 500 million people on the earth. <laughs> I don't care what he says, Greg. He's paying good money for our great granite. Joe, Joe Fenley of Elberton Granite believed that Christian was okay. So the dude did go. This dude's a nut. <laughs> and he attempted to discourage him by providing a price quote for the commission that was several times higher than the project uh, would would be worth. Um, he basically gave him a bunch of reasons why it was going to be super expensive, and then the guy was like, yeah, "Okay." He just he's like, you, him. You, you, "Well, yeah." He looks like he like doubled or tripled the price, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." He's like, "The message is that important." So, are you sure? 
$20 million? Like the world has to know. Price is no issue. The world needs to know what to do. Pong is out there. <laughs> Pong is out there ruining our youth. Missile command. The kids are watching Muppets. They're Muppets. not even real people. <laughs> American jobs. American jobs are taken by these puppets. puppets. <laughs> okay. So he accepted it. So this dude was like, he represented a group that had been planning to construct the Guidestones for 20 years and wanted to remain anonymous. They developed a scale model. And I just, I just think of Spinal Tap. <laughs> writes it on a napkin <laughs> needs to be 12 feet tall but then he writes inches and it's yeah. a one foot and then they, they hire a bunch of, of little people to run around <laughs> it on stage <laughs> what a great movie <laughs> I love Spider-Man. this one goes to 11 but why don't you just make 10 higher no but this one it goes to 11 when they're on stage and all the cocoons open, but the one dude's cocoon doesn't open. He's just trapped inside of it. Oh, man. Sorry. Off topic. Great, great movie. If you haven't seen it. All right. So, getting into kind of the stuff this thing says. Let me get into oh, the inscriptions. Okay. So, one thing about this thing. So, it had, it's got like the new Ten Commandments, right? And it's written eight different languages on what appears to be one, two, three, four, four, four slabs. And then there's like a center post and like a ceiling part. But the Ten Commandments are as follows. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely. Improving fitness and diversity. <clears throat> my body, my choice, dude. Unite humanity with a living new language. Like Farsi. We're all going to speak <laughs> it's, Farsi. It was built by Carl Webb. <laughs> it's finished. <laughs> it's finished. Oh, my God. He is a time traveler. All right. Rule, passion, faith, tradition in all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws in just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. I'm going to go into JFK so hard <laughs> in a second. Prize, truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Be not a cancer on the earth. <laughs> Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. It actually repeats it. It says, Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. So this guy, this guy is just putting down what America does. He's just like, be America. America the Great is what he's saying. He's not even talking about him. He's talking about the world. Right, I know. But he's doing how the how America already treats the world. Let's see. He's got to like, control that population. You Avoid can't... petty laws. Dude, our country is built on the pettiness <laughs> of laws. I mean, look at any state's law book, and you're going to find the, you can't fuck a bear after midnight. I know, and you I'm, know? Trying to, I'm be trying to be out there, dude. You can't sell bears. chickens on the street corner. I'm trying to sell my chickens and fuck bears, and they won't let me. Illegal. <laughs> I thought this was the land of the free. You can't have a <laughs> wedding under a full moon. Like, there's such bullshit <laughs> laws in every state. Every every single state's Dude, not, got their own not, set of weird fucking laws. Not fucking a bear is a pretty good law. Well, 
Maybe for you. So you probably shouldn't be fucking bears, dude. Like, what if you successfully fucked a bear and that's then how you your get bear whole, pox, dude? Then your that's... whole party would be uh, killed in the uh, uh, in Russia. Dude, we're gonna get COVID bear, dude. COVID bear. <laughs> it's gonna be COVID. It's, it's gonna rip you. off your eyebrows and take your tongue <laughs> and punch you in the chest those, those, and that, burn your hands. That's what it was. It was a sexualized bear, dude. It was a hypersexualized bear. You bit the tongue out of somebody, dude, and then chewed the eyebrows off in a sensual way. Okay, I'm still not against it could be a predator bear. <laughs> so it's a hybrid, a hybrid predator bear? Well, maybe this is the... Okay, so Predator obviously is fake. You know, those are movies. Let's be realistic here. Those are, are those are movies. This could be the first prototype of, a, of an actual predator, but it starts off as a bear. It's not far-fetched. Bears are killing machines. It's not far-fetched. It's not far-fetched. Bears are already set to kill people. They kill people really good. They're really good at it. Right? All right. So there's an explanatory tablet uh, on top of everything. It says, The Georgia Guidestones Center Cluster Erected March 22nd, 1980. And then immediately below this was the outline of a square inside, which was written, Let these be guidelines to an age of reason. All right. Um, and there's a bunch of astronomic features about this giant thing, right? So it's like, like Stonehenge, it kind of is built in a way where it does stuff, right? So the the astronomic features of this, it channels... Uh, a channel through stone indicates celestial pole. The horizontal slot indicates annual travel of the sun. Sunbeam through the capstone marks noontime throughout the year. And then it says, you know... R.C. Christian, which is a pseudonym, sponsors a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. And then it says time capsule placed six feet, 1.83 meters below this spot on nothing to be opened on nothing. Um, So this is a really good time to uh, also give an update for anyone who has witnessed this story. It's not anything that I'm sure you haven't seen a million times on YouTube and TikTok and all these things. It's gone now. As of July of 2022, it disappeared. It was bombed. Someone blew it up. Someone suicide bombed. Someone. No, well, no, there was a, there was just (laughs) an explosive device placed on one of the walls and it blew up one section of it. So they took the whole thing down for safety reasons. They're trying to hide the truth. So, the crew, when they were cleaning up everything, dug underneath that stone that said, there's a time capsule here, six feet deep, 1.83 meters. And they dug six feet down and didn't find shit. And then I was like, why didn't you keep go? Why did you go six? Dude, keep digging. Just go seven. <laughs> find that fucking thing. Just go get more. You just go seven. Go seven feet. Yeah, at least go an extra fucking foot. But they're like, no, we, we, we did the six. And then we stopped. And I was like, yeah, you doing the bare minimum. All right, and then probably the most interesting story I've been excited about this uh, this day is a story regarding everyone's favorite topic, mummies. Oh, I love a mummy. And did you know there's a thing called Mummapedia? <laughs> it's like Wikipedia for mummies. For mummies. I guess that makes sense. There's, people, a, wi- there's a wiki for and, and we're going to get into how much people really do like mummies. <laughs> so the story... I stumbled across this story, and the thing that I found fascinating uh, once I started reading up on it is people are talking about the mummies, right? The mummies of Venzone. 
Okay. Well, and what is what are the mummies of Venzone? The mummies of Venzone are a, a mystery to people, and there's a bunch of theories as to how these mummies exist, because they're they're basically found under a cathedral. They're like 1600. Uh, they they were dis- discovered in the 1600s, and they had like they hadn't decomposed very well. They'd done a good job staying intact, and it basically they had all their skin. Mummi- they were mummified. They were mummified, but without naturally though. Naturally mummified, and not in cold or anything. They weren't like embalmed or anything like that. And so there's a mystery involving these mummies. There was like 45 of them in the beginning. Uh, they lost a bunch of them during an earthquake in Italy, but these mummies are just fully intact human corpses. And the speculation is, oh, there's a fungus in the soil that's the, preserving them. There's uh, the, 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 there's lime, the limestone floors in the tomb are what kept them intact. There's a bunch of speculation. None of it's really proven. And all these scientists are trying to figure out uh, and try and pinpoint the exact reason why these mummies were kept in such good condition. But that's not what I'm really wondering about on this story. So when you look at photos of the mummies of Venzone, you're going to find a lot of candid photographs of black, black and white photographs. I think it's in the, the, the 1950s in Italy of this, the town of Venzone gallivanting about with their mummies, just holding <laughs> them and, and running around so, the fucking town with their mummies. So they found a bunch of mummies. They're like, you get a mummy and you get they a just, mummy and just, you get a mummy. In this small town, they just found all these mummies and they start handing them and, out. And, and you look at some of these photos, right? There's, there's like these old, old people and they're just holding the mummy. Take the, the, They're holding these human corpses and taking photos with them. And there's like this one old woman who's taking a picture with a bunch of these mummies. There's there's a there's a picture of a priest with one of the mummies leaning up against a wall and he's like poking oh, it right with here. a stick. It's right here. It's right here. I see it. Yeah. He's poking it in the eye. He's poking it in the he's face with a stick. He's and he's and he's he, and he looks he looks tickled to death while he's doing it. <laughs> Look at this fucking dead person. And and so they're. You know can- what? You need to post this picture. It looks like Ewan McGregor poking <laughs> a mummy in the face. It does look like Ewan McGregor. It does look like Ewan. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put that up on the uh, put it on the socials. But I'm a Jedi. No one is talking about these crazy ass fucking townspeople just just parading these mummies around town. And it's I swear to God, it's like you okay. Based on these photos, you know for a fact that one of these people fucked one of these mummies. Like, <laughs> well, it's my mummy. <laughs> and there's like, there's a whole row of people standing down the street, and they're all holding a mummy. Each person has a fucking mummy in their hand. They're holding up the mummy, and it's just like person mummy, person mummy, person mummy, <laughs> and they're all just like smiling and super happy. It's just a corpse. It's a corpse of a person who lived. Yes, a human. A <laughs> there was a person with a human being, and they're literally being carried around. <laughs> the town just p- paraded look look at my mummy and and the funny thing is all of the mummies have like these like doilies these 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 wraps around their waist to cover their genitals so they're the <laughs> they have no problem defacing this person and and taking their dead body to fucking burger king and but they don't i don't want to show you my mummy's genitals well that's for the children <laughs> think of the children you can't have mummy dicks waving around all the time (laughs) 
It's just, it's so funny to think that uh, they're individual. It's almost like they're owned individually by the citizens of Venzo. And they're like, no, this is my this mummy. Is, this is my mummy. I found yeah. him fair and square. This is, I call him Jeff. <laughs> this, is, this, <laughs> this is Jeff. This is Jeff. <laughs> join, join me and Jeff for dinner. A reservation for two? Norman Bates. Do you need a booster seat? No, I need a, a, a prop. You have a voice for your mummy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jeff, uh, how was your day? Oh, it was fine. I got a little sunburn. <laughs> oh, Jeff, that's just typical Jeff. <laughs> that just you, you slowly put your hand on your mummy's hand, <laughs> uh, and then you fuck the shit yeah, out of that mummy. The mummy. Yeah. I mean, why else have a mummy? <laughs> well, Grandma Mary's passed away, and in her will, she's left Jeff the mummy. <laughs> it's, I give the mummy to my firstborn, and uh. I had given you this article, and one of the things that you brought up is that, like, they're denying people... Yeah, so I what I read was that there's... So there's, like, a scientist. He's in the article, and he's trying to figure out... His mystery is, why did these mummies become naturally mummified? But trying to get permission from these locals to let him take samples of these mummies are near impossible. They're, he says they're incredibly hospitable. Like they'll let you in, and you hack it. You can have a bowl of soup and sit next to the mummy, but you can't take any samples from the mummy to figure out why they were mummified. You can't touch my mummy. Yeah, that's my mummy. It's, it, I have it displayed <laughs> gently over my mantle. It's just, it's, it's, please do not touch. <laughs> <laughs> Except for me, I can do whatever the fuck I want with that mummy. Oh, I've touched that mummy. <laughs> I took it on a boat trip. I've taken it on a cruise. Just throw some sunglasses and a sombrero on the mummy. Dude, if there was going to be Weekend at Bernie's 3, it would be this <laughs> town of fucking mummy people. They just treat it like normal. It's the- a... They got them in like a seat when you walk into the business. The mummy's just sitting in a chair with a sign like "Welcome to Target." And it's just like <laughs> like the photos. There's just like all these like there's one dude in the town. There's one dude in the town with a fucking camera, and then everyone in the town has their own fucking mummy. <laughs> hey, I just got this camera. I'm gonna take pictures of all these mummies. Hey, you get <laughs> Jeff and Carl and all the other mummies around and. You we'll said it, you said a mummy it was, parade. It's in Italy, so they should be like, "Oh my God, I found the the mummy!" Oh, I found the mummy. His <laughs> name is do, Jeffrey. You do like a New York Italian. Hey, we got all these mummies. They're just sitting around everywhere. Oh, I found this mummy here. <laughs> look at this mummy, Mario. Come look at Mario. this mummy. <laughs> look at this fucking mummy. Oh, look at its huge cock. We gotta cover it with a doily. You better put a doily on it. Hey, hey, David, this mummy's got a bigger cock than you. (laughs) That's why there's a grandma who's got, like, a a bunch of pictures with these mummies. There's one tall-ass fucking mummy. I'm wondering if, because, like, all these mummies are in different positions, if they, like re-articulated the mummy's arms to be in a certain pose or if it's just like no my mummy died like this yeah no that's because the, the thing is they're stiff as fuck like when you see these people yeah, in the pictures yeah, carry them yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, <they're stiff> <laughs> so says that grandma there she is she's eye level with his dick oh my god she is seriously like eye level with his dick dude he you he, remind me of my third husband. Dude, this mummy's <laughs> vacant lack of eyes are still screaming, you know consent is a thing, right? <laughs> he died when he was like 20. 
They but, all died when they were super young. But just like I rap, I'm I'm just my hands are over my face right now. I'm just trying to deal with the fact that these these are corpses. These are human dead dead people. They're dead people. <laughs> it's the grandma. Jeez, and there's the grandma again. And dude, that mummy's fucking terrifying. Oh, she's just like behind it, hovering over his and shoulder. And then look, look what's behind her. Another what, person another with mu- another fucking mummy. <laughs> It's and like they're, the they're, latest they're Gucci outside bag, dude. In... It's, it's the latest fucking thing. Oh, yeah, I just went down and picked myself up a new mummy. From... My, have you seen my mummy skin bag? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, your mummy's a knockoff. So, on on average, these mummies weigh about 35 pounds. So, when they're, car- they're, they're carrying these stiff-ass mummy people, it's, it's literally like just, you know, like a bag of groceries. <laughs> there she is again with another fucking mummy! <laughs> And it's obviously a different mummy. Dude, and this woman... It's not the same mummy. She's like, she's I need like, pictures with all I'm going to be with all these... Mu- I'm going to be with all of these mummies. <laughs> hey, this is what I'm going to look like when oh, I'm dead. I'm going to give her this mummy a gentle kiss. <laughs> I love how you do real Italian, and I'm just like fucking Brooklyn Italian. <laughs> hey, yeah, Eggs. come on down to the pizza shop. You can come meet my mummy. <laughs> that's not a sandwich. That's a mummy. <laughs> Hey, the mummy says you should try the mozzarella. Hey, hey, Montadello. So, again, who, oh, what a creepy bitch. In the end, who gives a flying fuck about how the mom, the mummies exist? These mummies got to live actual lives after they were dead. They got to go places and see people and do things, and all the while, they they literally put fucking clothes on them. I said this is weekend at Bernie's three, and I meant it. Because Weekend at Bernie's 3 is not the same dude. It's just a massive amount of people gallivanting about with, with actual dead people. Weekend at Bernie's 3, in that sense, would be uh, like a normal couple or a group of friends going to that town in Italy. And, and bringing everyone, a new dead guy. And Well, everyone else is treating it like it's normal, having these these mummies on their shoulders. And no, these... this is a new mummy. This is brand new. Like, hey, how come I got the newest <laughs> model. How come the new couple didn't say anything to Jeff over here? It's disrespectful. But your mummy's so floppy. Yeah, I bet you wish yours was floppy. <laughs> but just so many, so many pictures. Like, who so are these many people? Pictures. I don't know, but it's a, it's a, the, the town is full of psychos. Psychopaths. They're, they're putting the mummies dude, up this, like scarecrows. This old dude is holding that mummy like Joe Biden would hold on to a young girl. <laughs> He's sniffing the shoulders. <laughs> the mummy's giant compared to them, too. <sighs> That's a good looking mummy. I wonder if they were even Italians. They were like lost. Oh, does the mummy look so sad? It's like lost Vikings. Lost Vikings? Look, look at them. These. These mummies are gigantic for being shriveled. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're in great shape. Yeah, they are. They're A-class mummies. (laughs) (laughs) We were preserved for a reason. Oh, God, she's so creepy, dude. She really is in, like, every picture. And she's holding up this mummy, and she's, like, staring. Is that a chef's apron put onto that mummy? That's what what I said. Like, it's like a weird, it's like an apron doily. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's like a towel, and on the bottom, it's, like, crimped, like... Like, artistically crimped to make it to make the mummies look real nice. <laughs> they should the people of Enzone. They should they should donate their mummies to the new uh, the mummy ride being opened at, at Universal. Uh huh. Just have real mummies being. Fl- I mean, they're already being flopped around and paraded around, right? 
So they might as well be an art installation. Just install some animatronics into the mummies. You know how the fake rubber ones come up and they're like, and the fire comes up? Just have real mummies. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then it's just like they launch at you like a jump scare. One of of their heads finally falls off. The dislocated jaw (laughs) smacks the patron. We lost another one. Oh, you know what? You get to keep it. You keep the head. That's for you. Trust me, it's been around. It's just the idea of like, don't you, don't put a black light on that zombie. Just don't. It's, it's covered in cum. It's this, like the, this this mummy is covered in jizz. The idea of what you said of like passing it down as like a generational gift, right? <laughs> and to you, my dear Clarissa, I give you the family's mummy. <laughs> May it forever serve your mantle well. Just again, uh, get tested. It's like a if, it's like a rabbit's foot. If, if, it's just lucky. If you want to have fun with that mummy, just just get yourself tested afterwards. <laughs> There's a little kid running around town with a little mummy toe on a chain. <laughs> it's for good luck. Oh god, that's terrible. But anyway, fuck these people. They're garbage. Are they garbage? They're having fun, dude. So they're having so, but they're yeah, having, they're having so much they're fun. Having fun with dead people. <laughs> they're having so. Look at the grandma. She's never felt so alive. If, if this happened today. People would die. <laughs> Look how sad that mummy looks. Like, yeah. Why did you unbury me? <laughs> Can you just like let me chill? Stop touching me, weird. Dude, I hope to God that at least one of these mummies got to haunt one person. You know, because you got to think if you you, you got to think. Yeah, that's a mummy dick. It's the mummy. <laughs> and he's trying to lean up. Don't. It's it's cold in here. <laughs> I swear, I swear, it's, it's, it gets it much was bigger. Bigger when I was alive, I promise. What's Latin for uh, for I'm a grower, not a shower? A patici. A patici. <laughs> hey, it's not on my gobble of What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, so hey, so. don't take a picture of my little peppercini. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but lay these lay these poor peep these human beings. Please lay them to rest. I say parade them around town, dude. I say keep it going. I love it. It's them. They're the ones who are going to hell for it. <laughs> Fucking well, this listen. is uh, I, th- luckily I think that generation died because that was that was the 1950s. So if, uh, I guarantee you that old woman's dead. And you know what? Turn her ass into a mummy right now. If if it hasn't okay. So oh, think about it. If they buried her in the same way, there's a chance that she's mummified, right? Right. Let's fucking put her ass out on town. She probably looks great. Oh, she probably she, love it. She probably looks unchanged. <laughs> just just lay her stiff ass out there, put a doily over her crotch, and then take her to the fucking McDonald's. <laughs> you said uh, <laughs> uh, you said that that first generation, they're probably all dead, right? So that made me think of episode one. When we talked about that spooky ass diary that yeah. we found, mm-hmm. so it's the next generation, right? So right. these people come to clear out a storage unit, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got everything we need, but um, can you toss out everything that's left?" And they open the door, and there's just a mummy just in a, a chair. Yeah, we don't want that. No, we don't. We don't want that. <laughs> is, is, can you dispose of this mummy? <laughs> uh, the doily is falling so, off. It's all exposed. Is, so grandma's dead. We went through her storage unit. Uh, we left everything, including grandma. <laughs> the little kid runs in. It's like, grandma. <laughs> grandma. Grandma. <laughs> Grazie, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
God. <laughs> the fucking people of Venzone, dude. So that's the mummies of uh, of Venzone. That's and your, that's we had we had fun here today. <laughs> that's where the destination should be. If you go on an Italian uh, trip, just go to Venzone. Mm-hmm. Go check out Venzone. Uh, I think you can still see. Oh yeah, so uh, there was an earthquake in Italy, and out of the forty-five mummies or so, they're down to like fifteen now. I like to imagine that's the headline. It's like brutal earthquake hits Venzone, Italy. Right. Uh, thirty something, thirty zo- uh, zombies, thirty mummies lost in the earthquake. Right. But <laughs> the yeah, they're, they they're down about. to a, a precious fifteen. I would say the the hardier zombies, the one that the the ones that really took a beating. This is Darwinism. That's what it is. <laughs> the, the strongest mummy <laughs> the strongest survives. Mummies. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. All right, majizzies and. Do you think that's a good name for our listeners? Majizzies? Majizzies? Is That sounds a little... Uh, <laughs> a sexual. Little. <laughs> well, I mean, this podcast wow. is horny. So, uh, so uh, we're, we're MJSYPOD on all social media. Uh, you can go to MJSYPOD.com. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate uh, all of your support. Our intro music is Lydia Can't Breathe. Check them out. Great band. Um, their song Sheep, uh, they have a new single, uh, the Electric Powder, check that out. They have great music videos. Don't forget to, you know, do a shout out to them, support that band as well. Uh, anything you wanted to add, Jerem? I'm just, I'm so appreciative that we're doing this. It's and great. We're, yeah, we're throwing it out there. And, the, uh, if you're listening, I love you guys. That's, it's like a dream come true. We love you so much, you guys. Yeah, you are, you are, uh, along for this wacky wild ride. And if no one's listening, I, I love you, Mike. Uh, Jeremy, I love you. <laughs> I love you, man. Oh, and don't forget to go on our Patreon. Uh, we got extra episodes. Uh, it's going to get fluffed out. It's going to get filled up. We go. Uh, <laughs> you can go to our Patreon. And uh, we got extra episodes there. It's me and Jeremy catching up. Uh, some of it gets pretty raunchy and weird. Um, talking about the, uh, especially uh, Jeremy, uh, his adventures out of state during the week. And then I catch up with him <laughs> on the weekend and just hear about all the crazy stuff that he goes and sees and does for his job. And then, uh, you know, me and how boring my life is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of cool, like, catching up through the past. Um, when you, if you watch the Patreon episodes, you're going to see a lot of... Um, you're going to watch that with your ears. <clears throat> it's There's emotion. There's, there's oh, yeah. like, there's real, you're seeing two guys really catching up with each other. Yeah. And, uh, it, it needs to happen because it's been a hot minute and uh, I love you. I love you too. Another. Uh, 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 All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Howdy. It's future Michael coming at you and just had a couple of last minute tidbits. This is going to be your last chance to get tickets for the show. At least this is our last opportunity to remind you via the wonderful sultry sound of my voice uh before the show on october 8th um lydia can't breathe is going to be over at club 52 it's hosted by super dave and jrr um don't want to miss that show kyle their lead guitarist and vocalist is going to be wrestling a midget and no one wants to miss that and you should all go get tickets you can get those at blindanxietyentertainment.com um, just remember, we're MajizzyPod on Instagram and Twitter, M-J-S-Y-P-O-D. Um, if there's any podcasts that you want us to heist, uh, use the hashtag uh, on Twitter at MajizzyPod, hashtag I put the money under the rock by 95, uh, the numbers 9 and 5. Um, 
yeah, we have a website, majizzypod.com, and we have an email address. You can email the show at ajah, 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 at majizzypod.com. U-H-J-Y-E-A-H, M-J-S-Y-P-O-D. Um, getting tired of repeating that. I'm sure you guys have written it down somewhere. It's probably on a sticky note by your computer. Um, all right, majizzies, you have a good one, and I love you. Keep it real. Bye. <laughs> your your Russian accent got all Scottish. It, it, very quickly. <laughs> oh, and it always goes Scottish. <laughs> just imagine, just a bunch of Russians with Scottish accents <laughs> on, on, this, on this mountain. Igor! <laughs> we gotta cut ourselves out of the tents. <laughs> That's a predator out there. <laughs> oh, Igor, we're never gonna make it. I'll have your eyebrows for that. Hey, yeah. Mind your tongue or I'll cut it out. <laughs> he pulls out a... He's just radioactive Russian. Scottish accents. Romanov! Ah, oh, the, the mountain's coming down, Romanov. We've got to get out of here. <laughs>